This podcast contains strong language and some adult content. If you are easily offended, this show might not be for you. Hello everybody, this is Dakota from Media Dungeon, your DM for the night. I'm here to let you guys know that if you want to get ahead of the schedule, or if you want to get involved in some behind-the-scenes content, check out our community page, Media Dungeon, on Facebook. If you want to help us out, tell your friends about the show. Word of mouth is super important and we'd really appreciate it. With that out of the way, let's jump right into tonight's episode of Myth and Murder. Forgive me, I'm rather ignorant in the ways that the paladins work internally, but I understand that in pairs, obviously, you guys work, but if I mentioned and described a couple of paladins, would you know who they were as far as, like, and I describe the two that we've seen? You described them to him. Mm -hmm. I I don't know them personally, but I have seen them around the compound. Okay. The, The paladins are separated out into different ranks, depending on the level entity that needs to be dealt with. I remember you saying something similar when we, briefing us as we first showed up. You said it was, I forget if it was like a level three or whatever. You said it was um, past five or whatever. I'd ask him about that coding system, I guess. Luke opens up his backpack and grabs out a very large book. Ooh. About this size. There you go. (laughs) So there's two different classifications. The one classification is based off of letter. Mm-hmm. and the other is based off of number. Letter is based off of how large of an effect area the creature has. Uh, the number is based off of the amount of danger or level of protocol that is involved in dealing with said creature. And then we also have corresponding ranks of paladin agent that is capable of dealing with such threats. Right, So, and that was letter was impact and number is like intensity, threat, threat, threat intensity. level. Yeah. yeah, so it would start with F, which is just unknown activity. E is for small occurrences. D rank, this entity has control of at least one building. C is if they have control over a small group of buildings or some type of small village. B would be in control of a smaller town. A would be in control of something as large uh, as a town. And S would be a whole city or more. One is minor, which is something less than even a a standard human. Like a goblin? (laughs) Goblin? You know, you've heard about him, like like little like fairy tales and stuff. You know, like a goblin. Yes, no. But this tall. I turn like, are goblins real? <laughs> and I'm like, and I have like, I get this sweet sort of yeah. Santa face, <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I'm about to make your dreams come true. <laughs> I'ma tell him. <laughs> Level two is moderate. Level three is above moderate, which is beyond human, and but still functions like a humanoid. Level four is major, which would be something that it has become non-humanoid. Five would be critical. It's very deadly, but isn't brave, or at least doesn't, it's not aggressive, doesn't go after mm-hmm. targets. It's not Sammy Fritz. Uh, not, <laughs> not aggressive. Six, above critical, very deadly, also brave, extremely dangerous. That would be Do the, not approach. No, no, Sammy Fritz. Big X. Uh, seven. Caution, stay together and alert. Stay together. 
Eight, extreme caution, stay together and alert, guns drawn at all times. Nine, dangerous, danger to even the strongest paladins. Nine. Ten, lockdown, lockdown infected area, mass destruction. What's the- End of story. (laughs) What's the largest disturbance that you've ever heard of? I've ever heard of? Yeah. Um, There was one time, I don't remember a whole lot because it happened in the middle of the night, but some paladins got rushed out pretty quick to deal with some type of disturbance. There was a nearby town that something was was happening to. I never really got the details, but we saw the effects of that all over the news the next day. People, um, I mean, obviously the paladins took care of it and made it... Right. (laughs) For lack of a better term, they meant it like the situation, yes. But still, the whatever it was, it must have been a rank B level nine. Wow. Okay. It, multiple paladins went out that day. It wasn't just a single pair. So right. it had to have been something major. How right. old is Luke? Probably somewhere between like his 30s and 40s, like in that, he's like middle age. I just needed to know if he was like Holcomb old or if he was younger than Holcomb. Okay. Like when even Holcomb if he was, was he running around. When really Holcomb shit. did his big thing that oh, made him yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Because so far, that's... But one of the two guys that was with Stryker might be. Yeah, that's true. Could I, like... Would have been around in the 70s. I was going to say with Sebastian. They're probably around the same Same age as Luke. Okay. Not super old. But Stryker's older But Stryker himself would may have been around at that time. Possibly. Because he was... There's a chance he might have been, like, a child around that time. Stryker? Yeah. Okay, all right. All right, okay. Okay, all right. If, once we start, like, continuing, like, getting through all of the different... Okay, wait, Stryker. goblins are real? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, that shock had worn off a little <laughs> bit is. more. Um, I would ask him, like, about what he did know about the Von Cross as a force. Uh, the paladins obviously must know about them as... Yeah, he, he knows about them, but I guess... Are they buddy-buddy? I guess you bringing it up would make him think more about what it is exactly they do. Mm-hmm. Um, because un- his understanding was that they were more of a, a mythical slayer. Yeah, that, and what he considered to be a mythical was significantly less than what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> that pool has grown significantly in the last 15 minutes. What you know about the Von Cross as an organization, obviously, I'm sure you're aware they're incredibly capable. We know very limited amounts of information by the nature of who we are. Is there anything you think that you may understand about how they work or how they function? He, He looks like he's definitely thinking hard, he's trying to come up with some type of answer for you, but it just doesn't seem like he would have that, that. that information's there. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> if you think of anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. You guys talk uh, throughout the night, and eventually he gets ready for bed and is now part of this group, living in this warehouse. Let him ease. <laughs> let him ease into yeah. this. Yeah. He's I, he's not hilt deep with a chainsaw into an oni day one. <laughs> <laughs> Best way we can transition him is like have him do stuff that he's used to doing. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you guys all go to bed, but before he heads off to sleep in whatever cot somewhere, mm-hmm. he does turn to you, Sebastian, and say, "If we um, end up." having another meeting or you guys run into those paladins again, I guess I could 
talk to them and see if we can't figure out more. From what I remember, they were very high rank. They might mm -hmm. not tell me anything. There are a lot of ranks above where I was, so... I make it clear that rankings are not the way that things are run here. <laughs> and that as fair and as much, of, as much of a place as they have, that is not how people are like made worthwhile. There's something, uh, like a small metal disc that he's looking at that he hands over to you and he says, well then I guess I won't need this anymore. And then he heads over into the room where he's gonna be sleeping. You take a look at it and it looks like Paladin insignia on the front, on like the top right, it says D4. Maybe as I would be walking by, I would first of all like put it somewhere very safe in like probably in the chapel somewhere of being like, this was given and entrusted to me. This is where this belongs. Please okay. look out for this person. When I walk by his door next, I would probably just give it a knock and be like, uh, if you wanted to come by, um, I'm planning on going to service tomorrow, uh, maybe around 10 a.m. I like that. There's someone I'd like you to meet. I think you'll like him. Is it because they're both black, Rosie? <laughs> wow! <laughs> <He's> black! <laughs> Isn't he? Um, Luke, yeah, yeah he's yeah. black. Oh. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> Rosie didn't even know! <laughs> I'm granite, so... <laughs> probably don't even see in color. I might be basalt, I don't know. <laughs> it is now August 22nd, which is a Wednesday. <laughs> In case you were wondering. We gonna get dead on Wednesday. Nobody gets dead on Wednesday. That's hump day. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be a Monday. It's gotta be a Monday. Someone got Friday. pissed off on a Monday or someone got too wild on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Not having another no. week. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's too tired to kill someone in the middle of the week. You're like, fuck, did you still In like fact, that? I am so certain that I will say right now, 100%, no one has ever been murdered in the history of ever on a Wednesday. <laughs> and fact check me, losers. You receive a text, Sammy. Mm. It's an invitation to come and speak with Holcomb at his home tonight. It gives you a time and an address, and you can tell that this isn't from him. Um, I'm chilling at my pad. <laughs> Come on, it's, bye. It says, Commissioner Holcomb wishes to speak with you. It says, do not bring the others. You're going to bring the others, right? She's be not. right outside. She's not. <laughs> I assume that if he's he's asking for me, not you guys, that it's specifically a detective thing, not a special task force thing. Yeah, but it's not him asking you. I'm it's also not sketchy. there. Yeah. So I get the text and I'm like, yeah. You also, yeah, because you also don't recognize the number. Oh, it's just oh. also a mysterious number. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he probably asked for about five o'clock or so, like right before dinner. Yeah, I learned my lesson. I'm going to tell you guys that I'm going over there. Damn right, you fucking are. I've learned my lesson. But they specifically asked you to not bring yeah. us along. Well, I'll be in the car. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think this isn't... I've been doing a lot of detective work the last, like, two months. So this might be specifically a, like, Detective Freetson issue and not a Certainly. Sammy the Task Force person issue. Tell then what. what is the harm in us sitting outside until you're up, until it's finished and we oh, can actually tell For sure you totally can. I just don't want him to think that I'm, like, constantly... That's I don't want him to think I'm being suspicious of him because this might right. just be no, you're a just detective thing. Suspicious of the situation, yeah. which 
you should be because you haven't heard from him in how many months, and now he's probably all, like two months. Two, yeah. two Speaking months. of which, all the, and have you seen him at the police station at all? Well, I would have. He does not work to, like, at the precinct. He works out of the city, city hall. Yeah. I would love it if you guys were to come sit outside. I whatever. Go I got this magic next door. Got this magic <laughs> thing. You stay within like five minutes of like his yeah. house, and yeah, uh, I'll do that. Yeah, but I'll just go by myself. Yeah, so we'll just okay. be in the neighborhood. <laughs> we have an extra four of those magic pagers. Should we give Luke one, yeah. or is he good? He no, should he should definitely... not show up if we're about to uh, like slash. We should. He will be elbow deep in an oni if we he shows up. <laughs> uh, There's no service in this thing. I I think we should keep one at the house and it should be for Victor, Luke, Carl. Yeah. You guys have a we'll, landline. We'll, yeah. We'll, yeah. We're we'll like, leave we'll just leave a yeah. home phone. I guess we'll leave it with Luke or Carl as a landline. We know Carl. So that way we always, have three more. But yeah. Luke will probably also. And Carl made them, so he knows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You leave one. Carl. Maybe. He has no, magic, man. He has magic's his only Ben explains that magic is all the girlfriend you would ever need. Do you understand what a mage hand is? <laughs> no, you don't. Was going to say something stops what he was saying. Let's just all go. You, all you need is like a goodwill and an unseen servant, and then you can just. Go. Let's see. I stopped asking questions about Carl when I saw his suitcase of dead bodies. <laughs> What? I stopped asking questions. You were there. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. Suitcase. I don't it's a drawer. It's, it's one of those drawers, drawers like in the morgue, but oh, you I like remember, spin the dial and it changes the names. But did Sebastian ever see the wall full of bodies? Yeah. 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 He did? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we yeah. walked in there with Luna Rill and, and Luna was like, like, why is there a bunch of oh, dead bodies? Yeah. 16 yeah. dead bodies in the wall? <laughs> yeah. Got it. Uh, you head more towards like the residential side of downtown. You start heading down this way, and uh, you get to this really nice gated community to the south, and you get buzzed in a really large, very nice house that doesn't look similar to any of the other houses in this area, and it's kind of off in the back, like right at a bend, farther away from the other houses. And all the other houses seem to have been built by some type of company where they're all fairly the same. Like, they don't look the same, but all the same kind of industrial pieces are used. Prefabbed. And this yeah. one looks very customized. And it's got, like, a really nice, like, old mansion vibe. It's in really nice shape. It's got a ramp. It's got a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> that does confirm you've, at least you, one thing. You beat me to asking whether or not it's handicapped. <laughs> it is absolutely handicap accessible. You leave your friends in the car outside. The door opens. It's Micah. Hi. Long time no see. Yeah, we've been pretty busy. Come on. <laughs> and then he turns around and just kind of walks lazily back into the house. I'm looking around, looking at all the decorations and the. Yeah, you get inside. It. It looks really nice. Oh, this classy. was made a, a long time ago, but has also been kept up and modernized. It's just like the outside, it's not industrial in any way. Like, someone has been working on this house with just standard carpentry. Like, there's not, there's, it's not like marble floors or anything like that. It's not big stone pillars. So, Micah, were you the one who texted me? Yeah. That was me. And I'll save that number in my phone. He leads you through the house. 
he eventually takes you to this large dining room area, and there's a very large old oak table that Holcomb is currently sitting at, and he's pecking away at a laptop, writing stuff down in a, in a book next to him, and he hears you come in, and he takes his glasses on, off the end of his nose. Detective Friedson, please come in, have a seat. Is there anyone else in here? But nope. no. Oh, okay. I guess I walk all the way down the oak table to sit nearest to him. <laughs> Good fucking call, uh, kid. And I'm like, Commissioner, uh, what can I do for you? I hope this wasn't an inconvenience. I'm, I'm gonna make this as, as quick as I can because I'm supposed to have dinner with my family. I have some plans later on. I had some questions that I wanted to run by you. I have a feeling these questions are better spoken person than over the phone. Yes. Detective, you you used to work the beat before this, before you were a detective, yes? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Can you remember a time when someone above you, someone who held rank beyond what you yourself had, told you to do something that seemed unorthodox? Yeah, there's there'd been some times when, you know, Wallace might have been looking at more facts than I had. You know, if he wants a certain street watched, it's not up to me to decide whether or not I think the street should be watched or not. So you have, in fact, acted on someone else's orders without knowing the whole story. I can say I've done both. I've given orders without telling the full truth and taken orders without seeing the big picture. And why would you say that you did that? What made you follow those orders, despite it going against what you personally believed? I trust Wallace. Wallace personally, or do you trust the system? I trust Wallace. I understand. I suppose the point that I'm trying to get at here is that there are some times that people like us have... We've had to learn that sometimes you have to do something without knowing everything. There are some times where people above us will ask us to do something and we must trust that they know more than we do. I can, I can see what you're getting at here. Like when you set us to deal with some issues in the city that ended up being ley line related, but we didn't know the grand scheme of that. We were just there to shut down the initial problem. Is that what you're referring to? The reason I bring this up is because I feel like out of all of those that have joined the task force up until this point, I believe you're the only one who understands that sometimes we have to do what is expected of us because there are people above us who see a bigger picture than what we currently can see. And I don't think some of your friends understand that quite yet. And I, I, I don't hold that against them, I understand. I just, I want you to understand because you weren't there. I'm glad to see that you're okay. I was indisposed. Some things happened when you were gone. The others did not trust me, and I understand why, but in the circumstances that we had, I did not have time to explain. And when time came for them to 
follow orders, they did not. And I'm glad that it didn't come to a situation where something had to happen because they didn't. I was prepared to tell them later on everything. But after knowing that they do not fully trust me, I do not know if I fully trust them anymore. And I need to make sure that I can trust you if we are all to continue working together. And I feel like you might be the only one who understands where I'm coming from. That this task force might be off the books, but it is still a part of this police department. I understand that. Holcomb, you're, you're still my commissioner. I'm still gonna take your word and do anything you ask me to do. That's an order. I don't want it to come to that, but there's a reason that the system works that way. I don't think you're ever going to ask me to do something I wouldn't do. I just want everyone to understand that if I were to ask you to do something and it doesn't seem logical or even ethical, that I have this city's well-being at heart and everything that I do is to protect this city. If you have any questions about why it is that I told them to do what I told them to do, then ask them now. I'll, I'll tell you whatever it is you want to know. I'm sure you've heard of what happened out in Kelterwood that day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I told them not to do that. You didn't want bloodshed or you didn't want Gareth to die? I did not want this to end in a situation where we found ourselves on the exact opposite side of Khan. Now, you see. <laughs> I know. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Khan is not a good person, and he has done horrible things in this city. I know this. But the things that he does is far outweighed by the good that we bring. And without Khan here, we can't do that. If Khan is taken out of the picture, this task force is gone. Where, where does that river flow? How does Khan fit into the chain of events that leads to you and us? Khan has a deal with the mother. For every two people, that he brings to her willing to make wishes, she will grant one of his. Now, for you to understand how exactly that affects me, I have to go back quite a bit. I'm sure you've heard all of the stories about what happened during that sting so long ago that led to my accident. Yeah, I've heard a, I've heard a lot about it, but I don't believe I've heard everything. The whole truth as to say. I used to be a beat cop also. That was a long time ago, back in the 70s. It's like 40 years ago. <laughs> you didn't say it, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I knew about mythicals at a young age, the real mythicals through my family. Is that so? My father and his father, father before him, They've all known about this because this seems to have been a secret passed down through my father's side for a long time. So I knew what was really going on here when the riots started, when 
the protesters started coming out in droves. I knew what they were really standing for. A lot of them just wanted to be treated as equals, but I know that there were a lot of people going out every single day and not just fighting for themselves, but fighting for those who have yet even stepped out of the shadows yet. There are many mythicals out there that still hide, afraid of what would happen if humans were to know of their existence. And I didn't like knowing that those people were out there and that nothing was being done for them. And back then there wasn't any type of connection between the humans and the mythicals. The humans seemed to just be trying to keep them in check, trying to keep the damage low, keep injuries to a minimum. I wanted to make a difference and I wasn't doing that. I had heard word of the mother. It wasn't as big as it is now. Not many people knew about her or her existence, but I went to her. So you made a wish? I did. Were you part of the trade-off for Khan? Did Khan get something from your wish also? Khan comes in a bit later. I made the wish that I wanted to have the opportunity for this city to know what I was capable of so that I could make a difference, so that I could help people. And it just so happens that later that day, we found a big lead, something that we had been glancing over as if the information was there the whole time and none of us were paying attention. None of us could see it, but I, I did. And there was a, I remember it like it was yesterday. There was a very bad riot that morning. I was the only one around who could lead this bust on the mythical crime syndicate that you have heard about. It wasn't as big as everyone makes it sound, but it was something that was dangerous enough to the city that needed to be dealt with immediately. Mm. I led the assault and that was the day that I lost my legs. Do you know when you make the wish what, you, what you're giving in return for getting what you want? Let me leave it at this. It's important that you choose your words carefully. When I came to, there were a lot of people who supported me through what I was going through. It was a very large change in my life. But because of that sting, because of that assault, because I was able to bring down a kingpin, I began to gain favor. People rose to support you. Yes, a lot of people. Even, even the mayor came out and had nothing but good words to say about me. I was able to ride off of that all the way to the commissioner's chair, and I have held it ever since. Once I became commissioner, I decided to make this task force. Me and a few other friends of mine who wanted to make a real difference. The brothers came from desperation. The city became too dangerous for us. I slowly, over the years, started losing the friends that I had talked into working alongside me. And some left just because they no longer wished to throw their lives away to protect those who, who hated them. They were humans who did not get any respect from the mythical community. I tried to explain to them that it would take time for something like that to happen, but they did not want to hear it. 
So I returned to the mother again. I told her that I, I needed help, that I wanted to keep this task force running so that I could... I should have known that it was a bad choice. I do know that it was a bad choice, but I made my mistakes and now I have to live with them. Because that day I didn't have anything left to give her. So she asked of me something. And that was the day that I agreed that I would protect Khan so that he may continue to collect wishes for her. And when I agreed, she gifted me three of her brothers. And it's because of them that this task force is still running. Each of them controls an extremely important pillar of this group. So it's not so much that the mother grants Khan's evil wishes and that she's this villainous thing. It's that he gives her wishes so that he can make evil wishes. Khan's a bad guy. He is a bad guy and he does bad things, but I don't, I wouldn't uses... consider his wishes to be evil. His first wish got him the casino. Okay. And with that casino, he uses it to get more wishes. Through, okay. Through gambling, through the arena, he basically operates it as he, if he's a loan shark. He wished for a wish-making factory, and then the power source of that factory is the mother. Anyone who gets on the wrong side of him or owes him a large amount of money, he sends them straight to her. And then for every two people that have too big of a gambling debt, he gets one wish. This is the reason why I asked your friends not to go after Khan. If Khan were to be killed, my deal would be broken and the brothers would leave. And this task force would have to be shut down. Well, because you... no matter how much help we have, the kind of raw power that the brothers have at their disposal is just, it's irreplaceable. I understand that. I, I've seen it at work. We all we saw it happen. We saw how well the brothers can keep the city together and protect people when, you know, they're pointed and guided in the right direction. But you see where this whole con getting wishes thing may come an issue. Those few fey remaining locked up down there is what keeps the rest of us safe. Oh. And I know how disgusting that sounds, but that's the way things are. And for every one of them down there is another thousand people who get to go home to their families every night. I let a lot of them out. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up a lot of his plan. <laughs> I did not believe in the concept of the greater good until I started working for the mother. And now it's all I can see. I think I understand you, Holcomb. He just kind of sits there looking down at the table, kind of just getting his composure. He hasn't, like, he hasn't lost it yet. He didn't, like, become overly emotional or anything, but it's just a lot to dig up and expose mm -hmm. to another person. I'd like to also speak with you about Micah. Yeah? What do you do now? <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be having an issue with the others. <laughs> Micah's just kind of like standing in the corner of the room, oh. just kind of like arms crossed, leaned up against the wall. Having a little bit of a hissy fit. 
Holcomb says, he seems to only be willing to work with you from now on. <laughs> Micah says, listen, I get it. I don't seem like the most trustworthy person. And I take a bit getting used to. But you seem to be the only one that after getting to know who I was, stopped being so goddamn paranoid around me. It seems like everywhere they go, they're constantly looking around for me. And I would understand if they were looking for me because they wanted to make sure I was around, but they're constantly trying to hide things from me, pretending like that's gonna help them. And it's not that I don't see what they're doing, it's that <laughs> they think that I don't see what they're doing, and that hurts. Oh. <laughs> I remember for a second that Micah is like an 18 year old boy. <laughs> At least he looks. <laughs> like, he's in like he his look, Yeah, 20s, he yeah. looks like a, a young adult punk rocker. You didn't trust me at first because you didn't know who the hell I was. But then immediately after that, you haven't given me any problems. It's like, well, I, under I understand what your job is. You're the only one that doesn't seem to be paranoid of my presence. And if I'm going to be going all over the goddamn place, warping from one side of the country to the other, I'd like to be doing that for someone who appreciates it. Holcomb says, I think from now on, uh, I might need to uh, put a leader to this task force. And considering you're the only person in it that has a police background, that should probably be you. You were the reason that I got in contact with your group in the first place. But the rest of them were a happy addition that I could not have foreseen. You got in close with them and I got to see what they could do through Micah watching you. And I'm grateful that they accepted to work for me. Oh, as am I. But I feel like they might need someone to work directly for that they know and can trust because they might not trust me. But as long as I know that who they work for does, then we can continue to really make changes. And we need to make sure that we're all on the same side because with the Von Cross here, we have some issues. I guess I'll get up, I'll go over to Micah. He's staying in the corner right <laughs> And put my hand out. And he'll shake your hand. Oh my God, I didn't trust you when I met you. Mostly because the first time I met you, you had better ideas to dispose of a body than me. And that's suspicious. chuckles. <laughs> 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 But I think since you've been around, you have helped us a lot protect some people and save some lives, and that's enough for me. It's like, I can't promise you that we're still not gonna be paranoid of being watched, but I can let that's you know- That's for you. <laughs> you do know that, right? Yeah. That at any moment I could have Andrew on your ass, like, right now? Yeah, speaking to him. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I go to get mad and be like, yeah, speaking of the different times. <laughs> um, it's helpful. It's more helpful than I could ever have of having a, a GPS on me or a wire. It's very helpful and we appreciate it. It's definitely, you've definitely come into handy and you've, you've helped people via helping us. I get, I understand why you're here. I understand your job. I'll go back over and sit down. <laughs> like hopefully that was like right. enough of like a. Right. Yeah. I get you. I get your. Uh -huh. I get your vibe, bruh. And then I go and sit down. Micah walks over to the table, and he looks over at Holcomb. Should I tell her then? Have we come to an agreement? I guess he's just looking for your confirmation. Will you um, accept the promotion? 
<laughs> following him wherever he goes and whatever he says. He yes. has, but he hasn't. I'm only. I'm here by myself. Um, <laughs> I'll shake. I'll shake Holcomb's hand on this. That will continue to operate as a task force for him. Maybe not knowing all of the background, <laughs> but knowing more about the mother and him being more forthright about us and how the wishes work and stuff is more than we've ever got out of anybody. Shake his hand. He looks at Micah and he nods. Micah plants one hand down on the table and just kind of like leans in and looks across at you. Uh, I found a body. It's not a, you know, I mean, it's obviously more than just a body because there's, you know, there's a body <laughs> tapping everywhere. But what I'm saying is there was some graffiti around the body that I feel is super important to talk about. Uh, he takes out his cell phone and he flips it around and he shows it to you. And there he slides through some of these pictures and there's a picture of a dead body. And then it, the camera just kind of like moves out a bit further and there's a photo of the body and on this brick wall behind it, someone has tagged Von Cross are not welcome. Uh, the body I haven't been able to identify, but it is just a regular human. Just a person. It's just a random person who lives in the city. I took care of the cleanup. The you body's gone. The tag is gone. You don't got the body? We, we have the body. <laughs> it's just not... You know, Out. in an alley somewhere. Okay. <laughs> if you want to see it, I can take you to it. But it's important to know that these people definitely did this to draw attention to themselves. Yeah. They wanted to make a goddamn statement. And the fact that that statement was gone by 6.30 the next morning, they're probably going to be pretty fucking upset about that. <laughs> and I and think we might have up. another... Statement coming very soon. Was this person just murdered and the only weird thing was the writing on the wall? It's not like his head was cut off, hands were missing. The body was torn up pretty bad. Can I see it? Yeah. He grabs you and goes, <laughs> 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 It's like you're in a car that's going 7,000 miles per hour. Like it's just so. bright whites and your hair's fucking all over the place. Your head's like jacked back and then suddenly you like warp into a room. You cough out a feather. Poof, and there's feathers uh, everywhere. Uh, you you fall backwards because you're no longer on a chair. You are now in this very cold, dark stone room that seems very similar to like a standard morgue. Uh, you just don't know exactly where this morgue is. <laughs> he walks over to this wall of slabs, and he's just kind of like checking the numbers on the front of those. And while he's doing it, he's like, "How are you doing? Talk to me. You got you got to talk through it. People don't usually do good on the first one." <laughs> and he's like, "I found I, it." And after he, he specifically up. says that, I would like to roll con to make myself get through it better than anyone has <laughs> okay. ever seen. We'll see how this goes. Constitution. Uh, is it a con save? Yeah, or a check? Yeah, for sure. Like an 18? Yeah. I do a pretty good job of like yeah. walking my way through that. Yeah. Composure pretty Making quick. it seem yeah. like I'm totally used to just teleporting through time and space. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> fucking normal. Whatever. I'm not shaken. Yeah. So okay. teleports me he to He has warning. opened up this slab. All There's right. a body on it. I this body is... It's fucked. It's pretty fucked. <laughs> it's not all in one piece, but not cut up into oh. large pieces. It's like there's some bits missing from the body. 
Mm. Male or female? Uh, this is a male. Nat 20. Nat 20. Holy Nat 20 shit. perceptive. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Okay. It's like you're a cop or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I'm a literal hellhound good at sniffing <laughs> bodies and dead stuff. Yeah. Tell me all about it. You immediately recognize these wounds because you've seen wounds like this before. It, this person seems to have been attacked by a wild animal. There's... Am I thinking a werewolf? Possibly. Because I've seen Charlie morph and rip up people. You could definitely see if Charlie were to go at a person until they were pink mashed potatoes, it would probably look similar to this. <laughs> probably call Charlie. <laughs> yeah, but last time my guys called Charlie, he's like, guys, I fucked up. Do you think we call you just to say hello? No, okay? <laughs> Dick where's Raina? <laughs> yeah, we need to wake her up. Get her in her 90. <laughs> we don't recognize her otherwise. <laughs> so she's in her PJs. I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> when I first saw the wounds to the first victim that started all of this over long ago, I also thought that that was a werewolf, but that ended up being a knock. This doesn't look like that. No, I think, I think the reason that you thought that that was a werewolf because it was so brutal. Yeah, after, oh, okay, so I find but all the bite marks, of, rip yeah, marks, it, it looks like a werewolf, definitely yeah. a dog. Is my trusted fact, friend Elwood popping this, in here? If this thing wasn't, uh, if this thing was covered in scorch marks, it would look like something, it I would did look it. like your aftermath, <laughs> yeah. Cool. From when you're unglamored, like, you do shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a Rakshasa hanging around? Yeah, you look around him? and he's in the back of this room. Oh. I look at him, knowing, like, I acknowledge yeah. him you, for Yeah, once. you turn away from the body and he's just in this room, like, instantly. He's already here. He's always here. Oh. I, I gesture at the body and I look at him without... I, like, do it in a way that I don't you, make Micah think I'm talking to myself. You share a <laughs> mind, so it's not yeah. like you need to think about it. I nat 20 on it, so he nat 20 on just it. Just for myself, and I won't be able to do this justice, but I think... When this turns into a movie, Elwood has the voice of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because all I can think about are all of the scenes in Spider-Man when the Green Goblin is fantasizing about himself talking to himself being crazy. In <laughs> room, but it's just oh, like man. the mask. Oh, yes. Willem Dafoe has such also, a crazy monster yeah, voice. He does, because he was Death Note in the new Death Note. He did a very similar he thing. Was, Quote, he was Death Note in the new Death Note. What's that guy's name? I don't know. <laughs> He's a demon he monster. Was, he was a book in this anime. <laughs> he wasn't not. He's not not the book though. You just hear a dude going, just a dude going. The book belongs to him. The book is the note he on his fridge. He checked it out from the Manoba County Library and... and it's and very late. Those people with William Defoe, <laughs> and then I cut his body and get some blood. Oh boy! And then I'm gonna be like, Michael, you've seen me. That's Elwood. Oh, you've seen me do everything. Yeah, Michael, you've seen me do this before. Don't be, don't be weird. And then I like, I suckle in a bone. Oh god! You, you get bright flashes that let you relive the last moments of this man as he's. Brutally ripped apart by multiple assailants. Okay, multiple assailants. You get one quick flash of one of their faces, and it seems to be the face of a man in mid-transformation of werewolf, which is yeah. a transformation that happens 
whenever someone who's a werewolf transforms when it's not full moon. Uh, so basically it's just got like the slightly elongated snout, like the furled brow, sharp teeth, big old black nails. So the way my power works, and I feel like we asked this question before of what happens when this kind of thing happens, when multiple people kill somebody. Mm -hmm. It's literally the person that made them stop living is the one that the hunt is after. Yes. So it's whoever that last the claw last that got yes. him yep. is the one that I am zapped yeah, to. The last one that hit him before he was dead. Yeah. How many assault? You said multiple, but like three, yeah, you four. Yeah, it's just... impossible for you to tell. You and just know there's definitely more than one person. They're all men fighting this one human man? Not necessarily. And then do I immediately feel that like, that tug in like a direction? That, yeah. But you also feel the presence of, of another new, person. Of a new voice. Yeah. You are now, I guess, technically, partially possessed by a, this guy? How would you by, describe it? By Elwood or by this other... How would you describe other... this, like, large army of spirits Souls. that follow behind you everywhere you go? I don't imagine so much that I'm possessed by them, but they become, like, a part of the whole. Right. Because the mythology of the Ifrit is that uh, it takes like three souls to create one and then each soul that they get revenge for, it, they become bigger and stronger and powerful based on the souls that they gather. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they're different than me, I am now part of him. Like he's... You basically right. like, You're like integrating gained him. their power mm -hmm. and ascended to the next level Yeah, of... it's not that... Yeah. I wouldn't think of him as not me. Is he in okay. the same place as Elwood? Yeah. Uh, it's all sort of a yeah. nebulous space. Micah closes up this lab, grabs onto you. You guys warp back to Holcomb's house. Holcomb, uh, what information do you have on the werewolves in the city? Do you think it was a werewolf? Yeah, that's what I saw. I, I only say that because it, it's strange that we don't have a whole lot of werewolf activity here any anymore. Well, I, I know that there's at least enough of them. Uh, the Elizabeth McCoy yes, and her families are werewolves. Yes, there, there are still some in the city. Just most of them live in the outskirts or out in more rural areas. Did you guys areas. ever tell me about the werewolves living in the woods? Um, ever a thing that you guys told me about? Huh. I don't remember. I just realized that that probably never came up. <laughs> well, I, I don't think you did. I mean, if we told you about Wolfgang, I mean, I would imagine it would have been like a... We mentioned it as like a, but it probably we would have by stuck out in your mind because it was, but we. Because we were busy talking about fighting a Grimm and, oh, by the way, we passed some bulls. Well, he, <laughs> he offered us some help though. I don't think we I don't think. I don't think we went into depth, but I think we mentioned that we had run into somebody uh, on our way we there. We did mention, no, wait, you wouldn't have been there for that either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was like a, there was like three or four days of your guys' adventures that, that might not have got caught up. I'm going to say the same he doesn't know. I'll, yeah. I'll ask later. But I don't think I'd bring Charlie up to Holcomb. Because <laughs> Charlie's uh, a demon been wolf. to Charlie's house. Yeah. And disposed of a body for him. Around mm -hmm. him. But, like, we know a lot about Charlie that I don't think. Charlie's like, an abomination of Charlie's sitting on a couch eating cereal right now. <laughs> I'm like, sneezing. So fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> My ears are burning. <laughs> um, so our mission, as we understand it, is... Someone else is going to get murdered today or tonight, and that that murder is supposed to be a hand-delivered message to the Von Cross. And that's what it seems like, yes. We're going to want to catch this. 
Um, this is a declaration of war. Which is exactly what the Von Cross are waiting for. Micah is currently <laughs> scanning the city, so if he sees anything, he'll let you know. But I think it's a good idea that you and the others get started looking for these people. Maybe wait until nightfall, as to not draw any attention to yourselves from the Von Cross. Yeah, do, uh, is there any kind of gala we can send them to tonight? That'll get them nice and drunk and hungover for tomorrow morning? Not a bad idea. Uh, Any might... kind of new nightclub that they could be invited to as guests? Got some new rooks to go you... throw at them. And... Like... <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I will, I'll see who I can get a hold of. Maybe one of the police chiefs at one of the precincts has a few rookies that he can spare. Yeah, anything that gets them comfortable somewhere in, you know, the upper class section of the city partying would be preferable. Okay. I'm like, Mike, I saved your cell phone number, so uh, feel free to <laughs> let me know as soon as possible if you catch anything. You say your goodbyes to Holcomb and Micah. You head outside, get in your car. We're listening to Madonna's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Sebastian's Solid. super into it. I'm convinced <laughs> she's a mythical. <laughs> like, eh, you know. Add that to the list. Madonna's Madonna, a mythical. David Bowie. David Bowie, Lady Gaga, Macho Anyone Man, Anyone who Savage. He fought the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's <laughs> true. He stopped the apocalypse. Cannon in the world! Cup of coffee! No one knows it! Cream of the crop! <laughs> it's just cannon! No one knows it happened! But it happened. Hey, Over the Atlantic Ocean! Yeah, in the sky! Blows. <laughs> he grew giant Viking wings, flew into battle, and That's fought the Viking wings? Don't That's worry, don't analyze it, okay? That's how we And that's how we're gonna end the episode. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. world. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, See you Jesus. next week.